Hi, it is Be Still Be Free, and it's Sarah bringing the intro today, and you know how much I don't like doing intros. I don't think you've done this in all of our four years. I think I did it once. Did you? I think. I I could be wrong. That's true. And it's funny, because I'm a talker. I just don't... I can't do the intros. (laughs) I just stink at it. The devil comes against you. Welcome to Be Still Be Free. This is Sarah Godey. I'm with Monica Steely. Hello. (laughs) Um, We are in week three of our Be Fruitful series. And um, I got a little geeked up last week doing... Just weave it. Very (laughs) low key for you. Love never fails. Um, I don't know. I just think that this series is life transforming. I think that's a great way to phrase it. Like I think this is 2018 going to be the year of like major internal transformation so that we can have external transformation. You know, some people have words or phrases Mm -hmm. for their year. I I think that collectively it would be awesome if all of our listeners, it was be fruitful. Yes. Like if that was what we focused on and we could even like pray for all the listeners who are listening and you know, and that, that would be pretty cool. That would be really cool. Yep. Be pretty cool. So Monica, you're bringing joy to us today. (laughs) I'm bringing information about joy. I don't know how much joy I actually (laughs) am bringing. We were singing before we started recording. We have got joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down okay, in no, we're my not heart. Singing. <laughs> we've hit a new low. I'd be, still be free. I don't think this is the first time we've sung. Probably not, I think we've done no. that before. You're quite a singer. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, okay, so yeah, we're, we're talking about joy. And um, I did want to bring up just a little bit. So four years ago in December, we had episode nine, which was Be Joyful. Four years ago? Four years ago. Episode nine. In December? In December. Yeah. So this will air in January, but that's still pretty cool. Yeah, I know. So um, I just wanted to like touch on that a little bit, and I'll link to that old episode as well, just if you want to go back in the notes. I do um, remember that that was an episode where, for some reason, Sarah's mic wasn't working, so you could hear me and Amber, but you couldn't hear Sarah's piping in and commenting. I remember that. (laughs) So I felt like maybe it was worth revisiting some of that because it does still tie in and completely relevant to what we're talking about today. So, um, so the words joy, joyous and joyful are mentioned in the Bible more than 200 times Holy cow! between the old and the new Testament. Um, and the dictionary defines joy as a feeling of great pleasure or happiness, but the, um, Hebrew words in the old Testament define joy in much deeper and richer ways. And it really, it talks more about loud expressions of joy, shouts and blasts of joy, crying Hmm. out, rejoicing, not articulately, but like rejoicing and jumping for joy, exulting and triumphing. And so, um, like biblical joy is much more, um, like it's just much more robust Mm -hmm. than our like American diluted version of joy, which we just equate with happiness, which we equate with circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we consider it like a feeling, whereas joy is like an expression. Mm. So feeling is more happy, but joy is like the expression of like that deep simmering joy that is that fruit. Right. Awesome. Um, so that you can't help but explode with an outward action of joy. And it reminds me of my son. So he's eight and he, um, is all heart. Where's his heart on his sleeve? Feels every emotion like 150%. Um, but the same comes with joy. And so like, here's a perfect example before Christmas, my husband, um, had been given one of those like Yeti type coolers mm-hmm. with a logo FCA logo oh, on it. Cool. And, um, he had one similar to it. So he gave it to Paxton 
Paxson's reaction to things that are joyful is like full body jumps in the air, fist bumps, loud. Yeah. Like running around the house. And we, Greg and I looked at each other, like we should have just wrapped it up and put it under the tree. (laughs) And this would have elicited more joy than his gifts from Santa. (laughs) But like Paxson can't help, but everything that brings him joy is like fully expressed physically and verbally. That's awesome. And I, that's what the old Testament really talks about when it talks about joy. Um, the Holman Bible Dictionary says that joy is the happy state that results from knowing and serving God. It's the fruit of a right relation with God. It cannot be created by our own efforts, and it's a gift of the Holy Spirit in direct proportion to our walk with Jesus. Ooh, I love what you said that it cannot be. What was it that you said? Created by our own efforts. Created by our own efforts. And so this is where, you know, like we talked these last couple of weeks about the fruit and how it needs to be cultivated. Yeah. And that's really the word we kind of keep landing on. And joy needs to be cultivated. Yeah. So like the seed is there, but it's in direct proportion to your walk with Christ. So if you are not feeling joy to the level where you have an outward expression of it, then you need to be watering that seed of joy because it's in there, but it's in direct correlation to your walk with Christ. Isn't that interesting? Like how many times have you thought, I just don't feel joyful. I don't feel Mm -hmm. joyous. And and you think the Holy Spirit's not doing something for me. No, the Holy Spirit is what it is. It's there. Yes. It was given as a gift. Not open to it. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's great. Because as we talked about that first week, it's not a gift of the Mm -hmm. spirit. It's a fruit, which means it's already there. Yep. Avail every single one of us, every single person who has professed Christ as their savior has all nine seeds wow. in their heart and in their spirit. I, mean, I think one thing that is going to come from this series is personal accountability. For sure. There's going to be some personal awareness that, you know, yeah, you better, you better cultivate. Yeah. And it is not, and we're going to get into this, um, a lot, but it's not a circumstantial right, right, kind of right, thing. It has no. nothing to do with circumstances and everything in the New Testament will show you, yeah. like, especially the book of Philippians, which is kind of called like the book of joy. Yeah. Um, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And that was written as the guys are like sitting in a deep, dank prison, you know? That's so crazy. Um, it has nothing to do with outward and everything to do with inward. That's awesome. And we know that their relationship and their walk with God was so tight yeah. for them to have the joy that they yeah. had. Um, Matthew Henry says it's a constant delight in God. Mm. And that just challenges me so much. Like, am I constantly delighted by God? You know, are we waking up every day with the intent to say, Lord, I'm looking for you today. And I'm looking to be delighted by you today. It goes back to that whole thing about um, our perspective, right? If we can understand the eternal perspective, we can wake up every morning and say, you are joyful in the Lord. Mm -hmm. But if you wake up only looking at your circumstances, you're going to have a hard time Mm -hmm. doing that because you're tunnel visioned. You can't see that what you're going through is ultimately leading you to your purpose in the kingdom. Absolutely. Um, Billy Graham has an article called the fruit of the spirit and I'll link to it in the show notes, but he says there's a vast difference between pleasure and Christian joy. Pleasure depends on circumstances. Christian joy is completely independent of health or circumstances. Mm. When circumstances are savage, when circumstances are against you, when every modern comfort is withdrawn, there is still the miracle of joy produced by the Holy Spirit who lives within. Wow. So as we sit here in January and winter in, um, you know, like a post season depression, um, maybe your holidays didn't go as you thought they would. Maybe you didn't get to see the people that you thought you would see. Does that leave you? with a depression and despondency, or can you still find that miracle of joy yep. produced by the Holy Spirit? Well, and I think the other thing to remember is that even if you are in the winter, 
of a life of season of life, spring always comes. Yeah. It always comes. And so it's so easy again, to be tunnel visioned and despair of what you're going through in the moment, but there is joy in the anticipation of what spring is bringing. Yeah. You know, like you've got to, got to get out of your current circumstance, tunnel mm-hmm. vision and see the whole thing. Yes. It's like trying to, it's that, um, and I don't know if we ever did a podcast about this, but like go North, like climb the you mountain did. and get the God perspective it was, of it, what's happening. You called it go North. And I can't remember, I can't remember what series or what it was, but okay. I couldn't remember. You did. You ta- we did the whole go North thing and the Valley and the, yeah. Okay. Well, I knew I'd, I'd spoke on it at a church one time, but I couldn't no, remember. you did. I, okay. I think you did a whole podcast. I might, we probably did. I didn't go you research it, but I was just thinking no, about that. I think we did. Um, and so when it comes to joy, I think we often feel like if we see a Christian who seems to display joy, our initial reaction is that they're being fake yeah. or phony. Yeah. And because we have, we, our modern day Christianity talks so much about vulnerability and transparency and authenticity, which is of paramount importance. Yes. But in the midst of that, there are so many people not displaying joy. Um, and then, so those who do, um, are considered phony or fake. And so it is, it's just, there's an interesting paradox, yeah. but it's a, a I'm going to read you what I, what I have down here. Okay. Sarah Bessie wrote an article on joy that says joy isn't emotionally or spiritually or intellectually dishonest. Christian joy doesn't mean that we are sticking our heads in the sand and saying, it's fine, we're fine, everything's fine, while running past the gutter of broken dreams, eyes averted. Joy isn't denial of grief or pretending happiness. It's the affirmation of the truest thing in this life. Joy is born, not from pretending everything is fine, but from holding both hope and truth together. Mm. The Christian can stand in that liminal space, the place of grief, even there with joy. Why? Because joy is the affirmation of the thing that is truer than any trouble, any affliction, the affirmation that love wins. Jesus is just as good as we hope. It's all worth it. And it will all be redeemed. Mm. And so... In in the in the interesting paradox of be authentic, be vulnerable, displaying joy is authentic and vulnerable, yeah. just as and transparent, just as much as grief or yeah. hardship or being honest about that. You can still display joy without it being fake or phony. And I think if you really look past the veneer, you can tell who's faking it oh, yeah. and who's slapping on a smile oh, yeah. versus who's truly walking in joy. Right. Because the people that are truly walking in joy are the unflappable ones. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they're the ones that can proclaim peace or trust or faith, regardless of you knowing your situations are pretty crappy. Well, and it's, there's a countenance about it. You know, when you've been around just true, joyful people, like it is, you want to be around them more. Right. Right. It's not funny because the funny ones, you're just like, oh, you've got issues, girl. (laughs) (laughs) You are in some serious denial. For real. There's a whole, you need a life coach. (laughs) Yes. For real. You know, but the ones who have real joy and they're far and few between, right? If you really think about it, they're far and few between, but you kind of just want to sit at their feet. Right. You're you're kind of like, what's she going to say next? Or or how's she going to be next? Or what? Because... It's inviting. I mean, why wouldn't being around the Holy Spirit gifts be inviting, right? Right. Fruits, rather. So why would you not want to be around that? But you know what I'm talking about. There's just those people that you're like, that is joy. Right. Such joy. It is. You're so right. I mean, and that's where discernment. I think of Lisa Turkhurst in this situation with her situation, right? Um, Just crazy things going on in her life. And I'm not even going to pretend to know what they all are. But... 
when she addresses them to people when she came out originally and kind mm-hmm. of said her thing, there was a spirit of, and I'm not going to say joy in a way that, oh, she was joyous in it, but she knew her greater hope. Like right. she, I don't know. Does that make I, sense? I know like exactly it's almost a saying. mystery where it can only point you back to God. And you would talk about yes. those things where, but God, it can yes. only be, but God. Yes. Um, and you knew that there was no denial or anything going on there, you know, but you just sat there going, what, what joy, what, what peace, what, yeah. all of this, like just all those fruits that yeah. come up, her gentleness, everything well, about it. And it's like we talked about, um, the last couple of weeks, which is it comes from abiding yeah. and from knowing who God is. And so when you are still and you know who God is and you abide in that, that brings the freedom to allow you to live in joy Despite the health or circumstances. Because love always wins. Because love always wins. God's love always wins. And Jesus is the answer to it all. That's exactly Always. Um, Over uh, over Christmas, uh, Ann Voskamp has a devotional, an Advent devotional Mm -hmm. um, called The Greatest Gift. And one day um, she said, joy is a function of gratitude and gratitude is a function of perspective. Like we just talked about. You can only begin to change your life when you begin to change the way you see. Mm. And it's that mindset shift that we always talk about, which is... Joy comes from seeing things differently and refusing to let Satan win to get you focused on what is horizontal versus what is vertical. Once again, I think that we completely underestimate the influence of the devil in our our walk. And listen, like he doesn't have to do much. Like Satan's attacks are very rarely like some hot woman showing up at your door to tempt your husband. It's very small, very little effort on his part. It's putting a driver in front of me that goes 10 miles an hour under the speed limit. (laughs) (laughs) Not speaking from personal experience today or anything. Not at all. Yeah. It's just rain people. The gas pedal is still on the right. (laughs) But all it takes for him is a whisper of, but look at what's around you. You have nothing. Yes. Or there's nobody yes. or everyone else has so much more than you. And let's get caught. Like, why don't you compare your situation yeah. to everybody else's that's on Instagram? Or if God loved you, would he really let this happen to you? Mm-hmm. If God so for joy, why would he give you circumstances mm-hmm. that aren't joyful? Right. So yeah. So joy is a mm. function of gratitude. Wake up people. Wake up. Wake up. Oh sleeper. There's that's something right. in Isaiah about that. Um, David Guzik, who's like man of the day, man of the series, he says one of the greatest marketing strategies ever employed was to position the kingdom of Satan as a place where fun is and the kingdom of God is the place where gloom and misery is. But the fruit of the spirit is joy. And remember, that's for all believers, not a gift to only some. And I think that's exactly what we're talking about. Like Satan does that thing of like the fun is over here. Yep. The good times are over here. And if you walk with the Lord, it's just going to be, you're going to be like dragging a ball and chain behind yep. you. And you're just going to get shipped off to Africa yep. and not have any, you know. Well, that kind of reminds me of the story that I shared about Addie, right? The party was over there. Mm-hmm. That's where all the fun was. And she stayed over here. Yep. And hang out with this girl. Yep. And she was completely okay with the, I mean, she didn't like the issue between her and her other friend, but just the sweet confidence that she had. Yeah. I'm, I didn't do anything wrong. I have nothing to feel sorry yeah. for, mom. That's, and right? that's a joy. That's, that's, a, that's joy. joy. Right? I mean, she wasn't singing, right? Right. Or crying out how awesome it was, but there was a quiet joyfulness in her, that a quiet confidence. And that, I think... Mm-hmm. is kind of that joy that we're talking about. Well, and like I said a few minutes ago, joy comes from being in right relationship 
to Jesus and yeah. she was in re- relationship. She was being righteous and do- making yeah. the decision that she made. And so that just does produce like yeah. a, that level of joy. Yeah. Um, so I looked at, a, I mean, as I said, there's over 200 verses in the Bible about what joy is. Yeah. Um, and so I was, I was looking at all, a lot of them and I did not read every 200, each of the 200 word for word. Why not? So I'm very sorry to admit that, <laughs> um, for this thing that is not, not my sure. job. Uh, <laughs> But I do as a labor of love. Um, I found that joy is a perfect yang to so many different areas of life, like the good and the hard. And we yes. had talked about the good and the hard. Yes. So I want to go through some of these areas with you all. Um, one is joy and suffering. Um, in James, he says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So we can have joy and suffering. Um, we can have joy in the mundane every day. Um, Philippians says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, like your everyday grocery store rejoice runs. Lord, always. Again, I say rejoice. <laughs> there's a song for it all. Everything. Um, there's joy in faith. There's joy in trust. There's joy in community. There's joy in salvation, which we know about, about how there's more rejoicing in heaven over one who repents, which reminds me of, um, so it, I go to Passion City Church here in Atlanta, and every time someone accepts Christ as their Savior, they get a light bulb, and they get to go up on this ladder and plug it into this huge phrase that takes up like uh, this enormous wall that says, the wall says Jesus is life, but it's made up of light bulbs, mm-hmm. and although each light bulb represents a life that's been that's ch- awesome. ex- um, turned over to Christ. And so... Um, a couple Sundays ago, there were like three people that we got to watch and it's in the main lobby. Mm -hmm. So everyone gets to see it. And every time someone screws in a light bulb, everyone like rejoices like out loud expressions of joy. And it always makes me cry like every time because it's like, I can't, that's an outward expression of, I can't believe how much heaven's rejoicing right now. And the fact that we get to all participate in that. And my kids look at me and are like, oh, there goes mom crying again. But like, but so you should, we should be moved. moved. I feel that way about baptism. You sit there and everybody's just all quiet. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like we should be standing up and like worshiping right now. Like that's how amazing this is. But we've just become fuddy duds about everything that is good about Christ. It just makes me so frustrated. Totally emotionally empty. Yes. There's no emotional response to anything. Yeah. I mean, we have more emotional response to stubbing our big toe on the counter, (laughs) on the cabinet than we do about people getting saved. Or emotional response to people Driving 10 miles an hour yeah. in front of us. No, I still get excited about people who can say. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. But, um, it, but it is so true. It is. So, we are yeah. so backwards. We are so backwards. Oh. But, and um, I wanted to read the verse. I, I said joy and community, but I wanted to read this verse because I just feel impressed that like we need to like hear this. Um, John writes in Second John, I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. And especially in this day of busyness, in this day of um, texting, technology, mm-hmm. social media, there is something about being face to face and in community with a fellowship of yeah. believers that makes a joy complete. And so if you are feeling lonely, if you are not plugged into a church, if you're still trying to figure out your way among a fellowship yep. of believers, 
continue to press in and don't let go of pursuing that because there is a completeness and joy that comes from being in community with other people. I have always been amazed at the people. Listen, I've been there. I know what it's like to be new to a city. I know what it's like to be new to a church. Mm -hmm. I I was new to all of it at one time at the same time. You've been there. Mm -hmm. Probably everybody listening has been there. And I'm always amazed when I sit down and I hear the person who says, well, the people just weren't welcoming enough Mm -hmm. or nobody asked us to go out to lunch or... Um, you know, th- there was this click that you just couldn't break into and so forth and so on. And I've always been amazed because I, I had someone very close to me one time who was uh, new to the area and she was talking about all of that. And I said to her, I said, well, have you invited anybody over to your house for dinner or right. for lunch? Well, no. Well, what about after church on Sunday? Have you guys invited somebody to go out to church out for lunch? No. Right. So you're upset that other people are not inviting you, but you're not doing the inviting either. Right. And so, if again, you have to be an active participant. Uh-huh. You have to cultivate the joy in community. Yes. Right? You right. have to help make that happen. Yes. Very rarely can you just sit somewhere and life happen exactly the way you want it to. You have to I go don't and know make anyone that that's happened to. It's that perception. People think that that is what happens. Oh, mm-hmm. she's all everything's always going good for her. Yeah. You know, nothing ever goes good for anybody all no, the time. No, there's always Nobody. work involved and it may not look like hard work to some other people, but sometimes those first steps are the hardest work that's one right. person can do. That's right. Um I'm an introvert completely. But the friends that I have from church came from being in the singles group and just like tired of feeling lonely and walking up to someone and introducing myself and saying, can I ride with you to the retreat? Complete stranger. You have no idea how much that took out of me, but we're still friends to this day. And God met me at that one step. And, um, I just think we have to do better at not being like Greg always says, the queen of England. You can't just stand there and wave and expect everyone to come to you and kiss your hand. Like we have to we're, we're the people. We're the peasants. We're the people. We got to go out. I have a gal that um, worked for me at one point in time, and um, she and I, she's younger than me, and we got together recently, and she's in a different state, different city, um, just struggling. She's having a hard time finding her way. She's in her 30s. Is she going to get married? Is she not? She's too yeah. late to have kids. You know, there's just a lot going on in her life, and she's completely pulled out of going to church, and um and I looked at her and I said, you act as if going to church is for you all the time. I said, you act as if you're waiting for everybody else to help make you feel welcomed. What if you're the person who's going to be that for somebody else? Mm-hmm. What if it's they need you, not so much that you need them? Right. You're robbing people from experiencing you, from being blessed by you. You have a lot to contribute. So if you're only ever wondering what the world is going to do for you, you're missing out on all the things that you can do for the world. That's a word. Yeah. That'll preach. Change it. Change it. Perspective, people. <laughs> um, a few other areas, and I'm, I want to keep talking no, about that, go. but I just re- realized go. the time. Yeah, yeah, go. So one of the areas is joy in the midst of our enemies. And um, the verse mm-hmm. in Psalm says, Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that just reminded me of that story of Addie that you talked about last week. Like, you know, doing, doing the right thing. And in the midst of all of that, yep. having joy and the Lord exalting above yep. all of that, yep. um, joy because he's faithful because he's faithful. he's faithful. It's not a fruit of the spirit. Cause I mean, God has it. That's so right. he wants to impart it and he knew it and he knew it. Um, joy from the desert to the promised land. In Isaiah, it says the Lord has 
Those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away. And joy and anxiety. When anxiety was great within within me, your consolation brought me joy. Mm. So like whatever, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, like there's a yin and a yang to joy in the midst of that. Yep. And so it's, it's a, it's a whole and joy is a part of it. And your circumstance is a part of it, but the joy can win out and you can focus on the joy side. Yep. Um, and I just think whatever we're going through, and that's one of my practical applications, like where do you need joy? Do yep. you need it in marriage? Do you need it in parenting? Do you need it in work? Do you need it in anxiety or depression? There's a verse for that. Yeah. I mean, there's over 200, so you can find one. Um, but like find it and focus on it and meditate on it and specifically pray like, Lord, show me how I can water the seed of joy. Yep. Does not matter what's happening yeah. around me. That's right. You want me to be full of joy and you want me to be so full of joy that I cannot help but express it out loud in an expression of joy, whether it's a joyful noise, a shout, a stomp, a running around like a yeah. crazy person. Um, and it can be crying because of your yes. circumstances, but an understanding that you know that God's going to win. Yes. Right. Cause you know, he ultimately does. It reminds me of Carolyn Leaf. Yeah. Um, you know, how, neuroscientist. Yeah. This just kind of goes for me. This is that whole thing of you talk about the yin and the yang. You're going to have anxieties. You're going to have worries. You're going to have hard times. You're going to have isolation. You're going to have these things. But if you can, on the other side, mm-hmm. think, on joy, right? You're going that positive feeding of the brain is it's ultimately going to win over mm-hmm. the fleshly feelings, mm-hmm. the, the the works of the flesh, right? Because those are all works of the flesh. Those are all things of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So it's that whole you know God was not stupid in giving us these verses and giving us these fruits right. from the Spirit. He knew we needed them. He right. knew they would sustain us. Absolutely. He knew that they would they would nourish us. Yeah. Oh. And when you're faced with a really difficult circumstance, are you going to nurture the circumstance or are you going to nurture the joy? Right. Because that's the, your only two choices. Yeah, that's your two choices. Um, and I know, I mean, there... Again, like we did a whole um, series on being prayerful and and one of the episodes that I did was about lamenting. Like there is a time and a place to lament and there are Psalms that show us over and over again, pour your heart out to God, cry out to God, like Sarah said. But at the end, what are you nurturing? Yep. It does. I'm not saying don't be upset or sad, but I am saying at the end of that, you're nurturing one or the other. Are you going to nurture your anxiety? Are you going to nurture joy? Are you going to nurture the enemies? Are you going to nurture joy? Mm -hmm. So, um, I just, it's, it's there. They go hand in hand. They do. They totally go hand in hand. Um, so that one practical application I already talked about, like, where do you need joy? Identify it and turn it into a prayer. And then the second one is make a joy list. And this is one that I did back at be joyful, but I just felt like it was so important. I wanted to reiterate it. So make a list of things right now that bring you joy and make you exceedingly glad. And then, (laughs) and I want to hear about it if you do this. So please get in touch and tell me. Um, get alone with God somewhere private. Like if you need to go to the top of a mountain or just your house or somewhere alone, but go somewhere where you can make some noise and literally shout out with joy to God. And it's going to feel awkward (laughs) and goofy and uncomfortable and idiot, idiotic. It's just going to feel all of those things, but force yourself to let go with like a primal, inarticulate noise of joy to God and let go of the fear of looking foolish or that someone, um, is going to hear you. And this is the most important one. Let go of the fear that tells you that you're going to express this fullness of joy. And then the other shoe is going to drop and something mm, bad is going to yeah. happen. And I think that's one of the reasons we don't express joy yeah. a lot is because yeah. we're like, well, I can't get too happy. 
because then it's going to be really bad. And if I swing too high, I'll swing too low. And so we live in that middle of just nothingness. But that goes back to what we were talking about love, right? We don't want to love fully because we're afraid of getting hurt. Mm -hmm. And we live in a world where we constantly let everybody down. So we put human attributes yes. on God and think yes. that he's ultimately going to let us down, that I'm mm-hmm. going to have all this joy. And then the other shoe's going to drop, but God doesn't let us down. Right. We live in a world of sin. Yeah. Conflict happens. Yeah. God never fails though. Right. He is what he is, what he is. You know what I just thought of? This is, I don't know. This just like totally pricked my heart and it might even make me cry. But what was the last thing Jesus did on the cross? What was the last thing he said? Father, forgive them. Well, when he, it is finished. I wonder if it is finished was his like primal release of joy, Mm. like his expression of joy. Like it could have been praise the Lord. I know. Right. Like what if that was his full expression of joy expressed outwardly as a shout? Wow. It is finished. That's crazy. So why are we not oh, locked? Oh, they just totally gave me chill bumps too. So anyway, go do it. Just go let it out and release it because I promise it will unlock something in your spirit yep. that will be released. And if it makes you emotional, so what? If it makes you cry, so what? Like spend some time like figuring out why that is, but it's just going to draw you closer and help you walk almost on a cloud of yep. joy that other people aren't going to get, but it's yep. going to make them wonder, what do you have that I don't? Because I don't live that way. Mine is a shower. <laughs> I know all about your shower. Well, I don't know like for firsthand. <laughs> Seriously, the shower is where um, I have experiences and I've had nasty cries, not, but they were tears of joy and yeah. just, you know, gratefulness and thankfulness and joyfulness. And, um, but I've also had my periods of lamenting there mm-hmm. and I am a great karaoke singer. In the shower. <laughs> you know, I'll pump me up some, some good worship music and, um, I do a lot in the shower. Lots of times when I'm in the shower, nobody else is home. Right. Right. So I can just do whatever. And my kids For know sure. I love to sing or whatever. But um, like, yeah, it you do, it can be, there can be a space and a place where you allow yourself to get ugly sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to explain, but you can be overwhelmed with the emotion of what you're going through and yet so at peace. Yes. Because you know he's got it. Mm-hmm. And he's got you. Yeah. And he's not letting you go. He's not. So. Good stuff. That's our joy. So we'll be back um, next week yep. with peace. And then we're going to talk about some women from the Bible and mm. do an interview. That's going to be fun and, to come up with who our women of the Bible are going to be that have to do with the fruits of the spirit. Fun, fun. So anyway, we just are thankful for you yeah. listeners and, um, just go be joyful. Go be joyful. You want to pray for us? Sure. Father God, Lord, thank you again for the time that we get to come and just learn about you and learn more about us and hear more about the amazing love that you put in place um, through the death on the cross. And thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, Lord. I pray that if there are any listeners out here that are um, struggling today with their salvation and their security in that, Lord, that they will be able to put it at rest, that they will be able to claim your name. Lord, I pray for those who do know you um, and may be struggling with being fruitful, Lord, that they would just truly reinvigorate the um, feeling of the Holy Spirit, that they would feed it and nourish it and cultivate it, Lord, that the fruits will just overflow in abundance. I just pray for those who are hurting, Lord, that you'll comfort them and give them peace. And in your name we pray, amen. Amen.